special about that QB1. There's something special about that quarterback who can lead his team uh, down the field in crunch time when the clock's running out. If you didn't get that there, the clock was running out. He had no more time out. So Matthew Stafford, I actually chose Matthew Stafford because Detroit Lions are terrible. And I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to put up a great team or Clemson because you'd be distracted for the rest of the service about how much you love Clemson and, you know, that type of thing. So, and, and Matt Ryan, he went, Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, he, he went to Georgia. So he's a good Georgia boy and I love him. Anyway, so the clock was running down, no timeouts, and he's screaming to his team, right? I don't know how they knew what he was saying, but he was saying, clock it, clock it. So we're going we're gonna to snap the ball. We're going to throw it down. We're going to stop the clock. And, you know, we're, we're, we're going to check everything out and then call a good play. Well, as he was running up and he saw the defense was not ready, he's still yelling, clock it, clock it. But then he decided, you know what, I'm going to run this play and I'm just going to score easily because the defense was off guard. Today, I want to talk about quarterback one. You say, well, what does this have to do with anything, uh, uh, you know, about the word of God or anything about our vision for uh, 20 21. Well, I hopefully, hopefully I can explain that to you. But it's real easy to recognize the QB1. In high school, he's the really good-looking. Why do they only let good-looking people play quarterback? It's, I mean, it's amazing. I've never seen a quarterback that looks like me. Never. Right? They're always good-looking guys. They're walking, hey, hey, what's up? Yeah, 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 right? Or, you know, they're the people like Stafford who he runs the play and everybody's celebrating with him, they're jumping on him. But look, the backup quarterback is easy to recognize too. He's the guy on the sideline wearing the hat, holding the clipboard, right? He's the guy that's clean, always clean and he runs into the locker room when the game's over and he hands his equipment to the equipment manager say you don't even got to wash it I didn't do nothing right it's easy to recognize quarterback one and quarterback two I want you to turn in your bible to Joshua chapter one verse one through six it says this after the death of Moses he was quarterback one all right after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, or we could just call him Moses' backup, right? His backup quarterback. He said to, to Joshua, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over to this Jordan, you and all the people uh, uh, into, into the land, and I am going to give it, uh, excuse me, give it to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given it to you. Just as I promised to Moses from the wilderness uh, and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. He literally said to Josh, Joshua, you will lead these people to inherit the land that I have promised. Now, I want you to think about that 
Joshua, the Bible clearly says, was Moses' assistant. When Moses would go up, you know, and, and, and meet with God, Joshua was not too far behind, and he always was always was learning and, and growing, and, and, and he was always with Moses. I don't know if in his heart he knew that he would ultimately be the one that would lead the people, but he was always ready uh, practicing, if you will. And, and, and God said, now you are going to be the one to lead my people into their land. Now, I love this portion of Scripture. There's several things that pop out. He says, I will be with you as I was with Moses. He said, every place on which your foot shall tread upon, I've given it to you. And all you need to really do is be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. God was telling Joshua that you are now the leader. You are now the QB1, right? I mean, again, let's remember what happens when a quarterback goes down. That same clean guy with the hat and the clipboard finally has to, coaches like, you're in the game. Oh, what? Me? Oh, I'm in the game? Remember, Keith, no, no, it hurts you. It hurts you, Keith, when I bring it up. I mean, the Clemson fans know when Trevor Lawrence went down with the virus and they had to put the guy in, and I can't pronounce his name, and he didn't matter, and nobody knew who he was, and he wasn't good enough to beat Notre Dame. But then we get Trevor back. Look at me saying we. <laughs> we get Trevor back, and, and, and we beat, beat Notre Dame later. But look, everybody knows when the quarterback goes down and that backup quarterback has to come in, he's got to be ready. He's got to take every snap and practice just like it's, you know, the Super Bowl, just like it's the national championship. He's got to be ready because one day uh, that, that quarterback's going to go down or that quarterback's going to graduate or that quarterback's going to retire and they're going to say, hey, now it's your turn. That's what God said to Moses, or to Joshua. Moses is gone. Moses is dead. Now you will be the leader. Now you will lead my people. Listen, I want you to know that this world is crying out for leadership. They're crying out for leadership far much more than just a sports icon, far much more than just a politician. Listen, parents, your teenagers, and your elementary age students, they are crying out for leadership. And I promise you this, they won't tell you to your face, but they're begging for boundaries. They're begging for you to set something up for them to say, don't go, don't go past this, right? If you do what I say you should not do, there will be consequence. Why? Because they really do want discipline. They want to be like you. They want to follow you. Our students need leadership. Uh, our nation needs leadership. Our work, Listen, it's obvious when you flip on the television, people will follow anybody. Anybody that will stand and be loud, people, they'll gather a crowd. But look, people are looking for good, godly leadership. John Maxwell said in the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, everything rises and falls on leadership. Everything rises and falls on leadership. And, 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 and I'll be honest, that's kind of an intimidating uh, phrase uh, as I read that book. 
you know, actually several years ago. It's an intimidating phrase because a lot of times we, as a leader, you put pressure. Oh, well, if I don't do it, then it's not going to get done. And, and people are looking to me. And that's true. But listen, I want you to know that that's speaking about more than just Pastor Rob and Mary Beth, Pastor Alex and Hannah, or myself and Amanda. Listen, it's more than just our leadership. Now, I will say this. The leader that we have, that God has given us, Pastor Rob and, and Mary Beth, they are incredible leaders. They, they listened to the voice of God, and they came here eight years ago and started a church themselves and another family, and we look at what God has done. And here's the good news about that. That lets me know, that lets you know, that, that those are leaders worth following. Those are leaders that give us confidence to say, hey, them and the Lord have got us this far, and now we'll continue to follow. We'll continue to work. We'll continue to go. And so here's the thing. We want to go to new heights and new levels. And following Pastor Rob and Mary Beth, listen, these are some things that we are going to begin to do. I, I, I'll say this. It's time for us as members or attenders or, or people who love Upcountry Church, it's time to take the hat off and put the clipboard away and say, all right, I'm ready to lead. I'm ready to lead. I want you to know that God has called you to be a leader. Does that mean that you're gonna, God's called you to come and speak and lead a church? Maybe, maybe not. But God has called you to lead yourself, your family, and your world, your community, your team. Listen, he's called you to rise up, to stand up, and be QB1. A lot of times in the church, we pray for God to do great things. We pray for revival. I grew up in an incredible church in Atlanta. My parents still attend there. They've been there for 54 years. I told them, man, just find something to be faithful to it. Come on. Now, they've been there for 54 years. And every Sunday night growing up, I would see our pastor. His name was Jerry Bray, and he'd be at the front of the auditorium, and he's crying out, praying for revival, praying for revival, praying for God to move. And, and that's an incredible prayer, and, and that's an incredible lifestyle to lead. My question is, if God were to send revival in the way that we all imagine it, would we be ready for that revival? I mean, if hundreds and hundreds of people flooded our doors, would, be, would we be ready to take care of them? Would we be ready, ready to reach them and disciple them for the glory of God? So we've got to come down. We've got to come and, and figure out, hey, what we've got to make a decision that I'm going to stand up and I'm going to lead. It's more than just making a decision saying, I've decided to follow Jesus. It's a decision to say, not only am I going to follow him, not only am I going to live for the Lord, not only am I going to stand for the Lord, but I'm going to begin to do what he said. I'm going to begin to lead. There's three things today that I want to talk to you about how we can lead and how you can lead and how you can make an impact in our, in our city, our county, our state and our nation. Number one, we've got to listen to instruction and then call the play. Listen to instruction and call the play. Listen, if you're the quarterback, if you're QB1, what's the instruction? 
What is God calling you to do? What is God speaking to you to do? A lot of times we, we hear what God says, but we have a difficulty calling the play. We have a difficulty putting it into action. I'll, I'll say this. One of the big plays that we're going to run here at, at, at a Upcountry Church is our community group. Several weeks ago, we talked about vision. We talked, uh, Pastor Rob talked about sort of maneuvering different things and moving things around. But one of the big things we talked about in order to disciple ourselves, disciple one another, and to, to disciple a city, we talked about in our community groups, leaders rising up saying, look, I'm going to pick four or five people, and they're going to pick four or five people, and on and on and on. And we're going to develop these community groups where we, we take the notes from Pastor Rob's messages from week to week. We write four to six questions. And those leaders, you don't have to teach. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to know everything. You just need to facilitate a conversation that is going to cause us to think going to cause us to, to draw us closer to the Lord, going to develop relationships. So I've got, there is several people that have already come to me and saying, I've got five people. I've already got five people. When do we start? I've got seven people. That were, and they don't have to attend our church. They could be at your workplace. They could be at your school. They could be in your neighborhood. In fact, that's what we want. Now, you might sit here and say, well, I'm not ready to lead a group myself. Here's what we're going to do. At the end of the service, I want you to meet me back at the back, there's a table with, uh, it's got paper, no clipboards. We're leaving all the clipboards out, right? So it's got a, a paper there. You just sign, you say, I want to be a part of community groups. You sign your name, name, number, email, and you say, I'm not ready to lead, but hey, will you help me find a group? All the groups are going to be the same. We're all going to study the same thing, Pastor Rob's messages. Uh, they could be held on any day, every day, you know, whatever, any day uh, at home, at work. They can be held at a restaurant. They can be held on a Zoom call. But we believe that the Lord has given us this vision, given us this play call. Now, we got to decide whether we are going to run the play or not. Are you going to stand up? Are we going to stand up and run the play? So, one, we're going to listen to instruction. We're going to call the play. We, we look at what Matthew Stafford did. Time was running out. He's getting the call in, and he's running down, and he's, you know, Hut, 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 and they're throwing the, throwing the ball, and he's saying clock it and all of those different things. Listen to instruction. Call the play. Joshua chapter 1, verse 10. As we left off in, left off in verse 6, the Lord had already told him, you're going to be the leader. I'm going to be with you like I was with, with, Mo, uh, with Moses. You be strong and courageous. Verse 10, this is what John, uh, Joshua did. And Joshua commanded all the officers of the people. Pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, prepare your provisions, for within three days you are to pass over this Jordan to go to take possession of the land that the Lord your, uh, your God is giving you to possess. So the Lord said, you're the man, you're the QB, I'm with you like I was with, uh, I was with Moses, so go and do it. He immediately went into action. He immediately began to call a play. He immediately began to say, okay, this is what we're doing. We're headed this way. We're going to go to the Jordan, and we're going to wait. Or we're going to get there, and we're going to listen, and, and, and we're going to do what God has called us to do. Now, again, think about it. Think about that, that quarterback. Think about even if you, I, I, I hate to bring his name up, but think about old Tom Brady. Ten Super Bowls, seven championships. He didn't get there 
just because he was great and good looking. No, he got there because he said, I hear the play call and I'm going to execute the play. If you don't know this, in the NFL, there's uh, in their helmet, it's, it's like uh, there's speakers in the quarterback's helmet, right? And there's a 40-second play clock. That coach from up in, the, in a booth that can see everything, he can talk to the quarterback from 40 seconds on down to 15 seconds. So you go to the line, the quarterback's looking around, the coach is looking, the coach is saying, all right, here's the play. Spider two, wide jumbo Z banana. Spider two, wide jumbo Z banana, right? Quarterback hears the play, and he gets down under the center, or he steps back in the, in the shotgun, and he says, Spider two, wide jumbo Z banana. Spider two, wide jumbo Z banana. Omaha, Omaha, hut, hut, hut. And we're all saying, what in the world is going on? Listen, he received the call from his coach. And he's going to begin to execute that call. He's going to begin to run that play. And the interesting thing about those helmets is there's no talkback feature, right? No talkback feature. The coach is not like, hey, run spider two wide, jumbo Z banana. No, no. I want to run another. The only quarterback that does that, Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Pastor, I'm sorry. I mean, he does. He'll tell you after the game. Coach called this one. I called another play. I'm, I'm a better man. But we have to decide, are we going to listen to the uh, instruction, and then we're going to call the play and just trust God? Listen, I, I want to tell you, all we have to do is trust God. All we've got to do is be strong and courageous. Number two, we have to anticipate the defense anticipate the defense. We know that the word of God says this, that the enemy of our soul, the devil, his desire, his only job, he said he's here to steal, kill, and destroy. That does not sound like he wants to give you two pats on the back and an attaboy, right? No, he wants to destroy you. He wants to confuse you. He wants to frustrate you. Joshua chapter 3 verse 1, then Joshua rose up early in the morning and they set out from Shittim. And they came to the Jordan, he and all the people of Israel, and lodged there before they passed over. Now again, here we go. Here's Joshua. He's executing the play. And they come to the Jordan. They come to the water. And I don't know about you, but I'm sure some of those uh, Israelites did what they seemed to always do with Moses. Oh, here we are again. Here we are again. We've, we, you know, we, we're headed towards our our beautiful uh, God-given land, and now we can't cross the river. Now, what in the world are we going to do? Listen, I'll tell you, in the church, a lot of times, when new vision comes out, new vision comes forward, and we start to do something new, a, a lot of times, and I'm not talking about just people within the church. I'm talking about even church leaders. It's like, oh, man, oh, this is a little more difficult. This is, oh, we've tried it for four weeks. It's not working. Let's just go back. Let's just go back and do what we've always done. Let's go back and, and where we're comfortable. And, and I want to tell you that when we begin to walk in the ways that God wants us to walk or go the direction that God has called us to, to go, there are going to be times of, of frustration. There are going to be times of doubt. There are going to be times of fear, of worry. Listen, this last year, uh, there's been many times where I've been fearful. 
Many times where I was fearful, even because of, of COVID there in California, I lost two jobs. I was working two jobs to make some ends meet. I lost both jobs because of COVID. Then we come here and I'm like, oh, God has saved the day. And he had. It was wonderful. It's amazing. And then I got COVID, right? Pastor Rob got it. Many of you have, 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 have you know, come down with the virus. Listen, there are going to be moments. It's not all going to be great. It's not all going to be wonderful. There's going to be moments where we are attacked and where, where we feel attacked and where we don't know what to do. What we have to do is be strong and courageous. The enemy wants to frustrate us. He wants to frustrate our decision-making processes. The defense wants to stop our offense. But God says run the play. Now, if you think about it, listen again. Let's go back to the quarterback. Little Matt Stafford comes up to the line, and he looks around, and he sees all these guys on the defensive line, most of them six foot five, 330 pounds, and they have come to make him have a bad day, right? Their only job is to come and to, to, to destroy him, to sack him, to tackle him, to hurt him, hopefully, so that QB2 has to come into the game. Listen, and so he has to begin to call the play, analyze the defense, anticipate the defense, and say, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but I'm going to trust the play call. Look, in our moments of, of, of weariness and fear and worry and doubt and depression, in our moments when we say, man, I've been pr praying for my son for years, and he's still away from God. I've been praying for my daughter. I've been praying for healing. I, I've been praying for financial blessing. I've been praying for job opportunity, and it never seems to come my way. I want you to know, be strong and courageous. Listen to instruction. Continue to run the play. Continue to do what God has called you to do. In those moments when you're facing the greatest defense, the greatest hindrance, the greatest struggles of your life, one of the ways that we trust God, one of the ways that we honor God, one of the ways that we continue to run the play is we've got to worship the Lord as if every prayer has been answered. We need to worship the Lord as if I don't, I'm not frustrated, I'm not worried. Now listen, I'm not saying name it and claim it, but I'm saying this. When you are in a time where you don't know what to do, here's what we do. The play is this. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be courageous. I'm going to worship like I want to, 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 to see him come through. So the first thing is we listen to instruction. We call the play. We anticipate the defense. And third, we stay in the pocket. Stay in the pocket. You say, what, what in the world are you talking about, Jason? And if you watch on, on, on the, the, the TV screen, a quarterback, hut, 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 drops back to pass. The pocket is that little five-yard piece of real estate. And he's literally on this side and this side. He's surrounded by his protection, his offensive line. And yet he's got that defensive line roaring at him. And a real quarterback does this. He shuffles back in the, quarter, in, in, in the pocket, 
trying to execute the play. He might have to come forward, but he stays in that little area where there's destruction all around him. But he knows if I stay here and I execute the play, then I'm going to be all right. If I stay here and I execute the play, then everything is going to run according to the way I wanted it to. Joshua chapter 3, verse 7 through 11 says this. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to, to exalt you in the sight of all of Israel. Then they may know that I was with Moses, and so I will be with you. And as for you, command the priest who bear the Ark of the Covenant. When you come to the brink of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand in the Jordan. And Joshua said to the people of Israel, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, Here is how you will know that the living God is among you and that he will, uh, and, and he will drive them out without fail. He will drive them out before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Gigarites, the Amorites, the Jebusites. Behold, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth is passing before you into the Jordan. So the enemy has one job, it's to destroy us. But God is saying this, if we stay in the pocket, what is the pocket? If we stay in the presence of the Lord. Listen, the, the Ark of the Covenant was literally was the very presence of the Lord on earth, but we have it one better. Listen, because of what Jesus did on the cross and because of his resurrection, we no longer have to have priests that carry the presence of the Lord ahead of us. The same spirit that dwells in, dwelled in Christ Jesus and raised him from the dead lives on the inside of you and me. And so when the enemy crushes around us, when we don't know exactly what to do, how do I stay in the pocket? I stay in the very presence of God. See, there's coming a day, church, when people are going to be coming for our freedom. And I'm talking about more than just an American freedom. I'm talking about they're going to be coming for our spiritual freedom, our right to meet together and worship together. In those times, listen, all we need is the presence of the Lord. In those times, all we need is to stay in the pocket. Joshua chapter 3, verse 14 through 17 says this. So when the people set out from their tents to pass over the Jordan with their priest bearing the Ark of the, the Covenant before the people, as soon as those bearing the Ark had come as far as the Jordan and the feet of the priest bearing the Ark were dipped in the brink of the water, the waters coming down from above stood and rose up in a heap. They were very far away at Adam, the city that is beside Zarethan, and those flowing down toward the Sea of Arabah and the Salt Sea were immediately cut off, and the people passed over opposite of Jericho. Now the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firmly on dry ground. Did you hear that? They stood firmly on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, and all of Israel was passing over on dry ground until the nation finish, finished passing over the Jordan. Here's the interesting thing to me. See, when the Lord calls you to do something and calls us as a, as a, as a church to do something, He prepares the way, 
And he prepares the way in such a way that when they crossed the Jordan, they were not walking through mud and puddles and muck and mire. The Bible says that the priests were there with the presence of the Lord until the, the ground was dry and the entire nation crossed the river on dry ground. Listen, God is calling us to reach Traveler's Rest. There's no question about that. To reach Greenville County. To reach Pickens County. And I want you to know that Pastor Rob and Mary Beth and, and you over the last eight years have been working, have been going, have been calling the play, have been executing the play. And, and, and as we prepare to cross this new river, listen, I want you to know the Lord is preparing the way, not only for us as a church, but for you individually. You see, God has called you to be the leader. We've got to, you've got to lead your own life. But not, not only that, He's calling you to lead those around you, to lead your world to lead your community, to lead your family. How do you do that? Be strong and courageous. Dads, I want you to know every place that your foot treads in your household, he's given it to you. Moms, I want you to know you've been crying out and you've been praying for family members. Every place on which your foot shall tread, he's given it to you. This morning, I want to encourage you to stand up on your feet before we, we leave. Listen, it's 12.05. It's 12.05. I'm going to get you out of here early. One thing I learned from my very first pastor, he said this, if you want people to like you when you preach, just preach a lot shorter than the main guy. Because even if you're terrible, they're like, at least he got us out early. This morning... I'm gonna, I, I want to ask you to do something not for me, for you. I, I don't care where you're from. I don't care if you were raised Catholic or Presbyterian or Baptist or Pentecostal or anything. I don't, it doesn't matter. I want us to respond to the Lord tonight, today. When we're done, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. We've been talking about community groups over the last several weeks. And how that's going to work today is I'm going to be standing in the back. I've got several uh, community group pieces of paper, sign-up sheets. And some people came to me in last service. They said, look, hey, I've already got my five people or I've already got seven people. I'm going to write my name down. And, you know, I write, write their names. Some people came and said, look, I want to be part of this. I'm not necessarily ready to lead yet, but I'm going to put my name and my information down. And we're going to help put you in a group that you want to be in. Now, again, every group's the same as far as what we're going to cover, what we're going to go over from week to week. This is all about growing, loving one another, building relationship, and discipling, okay? So please come back and sign up. Now, again, if you, if you say, I know I want to lead, I haven't got my five people yet, or my seven people, whatever it is, let me know so that way I can be in contact with you. We can begin to build this thing piece this thing together and, uh, and run the play. But here's what I want you to do for the next couple of moments. It doesn't matter where you're from, what your background is. Close your eyes for me for just a minute. Close your eyes. 
I'm not going to do anything funny. With your eyes closed, you can't see the person on your left or on your right. They can't see you. See, this moment's not about you right now. It's not about that person on your left or on your right. But because no one can see you, I, I want you to slip up both hands. It could be high. It could be low. It doesn't. Just, it's just slip up hands. I've even got my eyes closed. I'm not, nobody's even worried about it. I want you to begin to express to the Lord how you feel about him right now. You might be in the middle of a difficult season, but you can just say, Jesus, I, I worship you today. Listen, with your own words, just begin to say, I worship you today. I worship you today. I honor you. I love you. Jesus, I love you. I worship you. With your hands lifted up, I want you to know that the Lord would respond in such a way, man. He loves you so much. He's so passionate about you, and he believes in you, and he would say, as he said to, to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be terrified. Be strong and courageous. He wants to give you some instruction. And he wants to help you walk it out today. So one more time with your hands lifted up, you just express to the Lord how you feel about him. Lord, you, you, you've been amazing to me. You've been amazing to my family. You've been so faithful. Even when I've been unfaithful, even when I turned my back a time or two, you've always called me home. You've always made a way for me. Lord, I love you. I trust you. All I want is you, Lord. All I want is you, Lord. Nothing else will satisfy my weary soul. Say, all I want is you, Lord. I want to follow you, want to worship you, all I want, all I want, all I need is you, Lord, you met every need, all I need is you, Lord, I follow you. And I want to worship you, Lord, each and every day in your presence. All I want is you. Father, every place, every, everyone in this place today, God, I, I pray that you would, would, would call us higher, Lord. Call us deeper. Call us further in relationship with you. Build our faith and our confidence that if you have chosen us, and you have, if you've chosen us, you'll equip us. If we begin to walk in faith, God, you're going to provide everything that we need. Lord, surround each and every person with a group of people that they can begin to pour their lives in. And say, follow me as I follow Christ.
Guys, I love you with all my heart. Please meet me in the back just as Pastor uh, Rob dismisses in a moment. No other place in the world I'd rather be. I love you.